coming at you from Merrimack, New Hampshire. I'm Brendan. And I'm Mike, co-founder of Abel Ebenezer Brewing Company. Each week, we have a beer and a good time piloting small businesses and keeping the discussion on the lighter side. This is the Stimulus Podcast. Hey, welcome to the Stimulus Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan. Here with me, as always, is Mike. Today, we're joined by former enlisted Marine Ed Holgate, who is also an entrepreneur of all types. Ed comes into Able because you also run a business called Tidy Veteran Solutions. Yeah, that's how I know you. Yep. So Ed cleans Able Ebenezer one day a week. <laughs> He's been doing it for years. And because uh, of COVID, we had to discontinue because we had to close down the tap room. Yep. And, you know, I felt really bad. And talking to you again, you're like, oh, well, my Amazon affiliate, I've never done so much money in my... I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, oh, I'm clearing like four yeah. times like what I was before. Yep. Yeah. It's and about a million dollars annual right now. Yeah. a million dollar business by myself. Somehow from your house, you did $70,000 of revenue last month. So I do now have an Amazon office that I run out of, but a year ago I was doing about 40,000 a month out of my home. So a half million dollar business. Gee, and th- this is literally, oh man, like I think we have to like start from the beginning. Like how do you get into <laughs> something like that? Are you just like going to like Walmart and buying it and then going back to Amazon and yeah, selling it? Yeah, that's pretty much that- how I started out was um, like a lot of sellers. I started on eBay just because it's kind of a easy consumer, customer friendly area to start. So I would go to Walmart and I would scan products that I would find on clearance, you know, and it was generally lower price things like dog poop bags or, you know, clearance (laughs) diapers. And I would look up on eBay and say, okay, cool. I can, this was normally $10. I could buy it for five. Sells on eBay for 15. So after their fees and shipping it to the customer, I can double my money, you know, and maybe I only have a hundred bucks. So I buy 10 packages of diapers for 50 bucks, but then I turn that 50 into a hundred. Then you turn that hundred, 200, 400, 800, 1600 and down the road. And all of a sudden your kids don't have any diapers. Yeah, exactly. Like, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sweetie. You gotta, you gotta poop yeah, in this cloth. I'm making too right. much money. <laughs> Here's some dollar bills. You can poop in this now. Yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> so when you say Amazon office, what does that mean? Um, so I just have a three room office right down the road in Merrimack where I will receive the products in. So basically I'll order like say, you know, 800 of those diapers. Yeah. Instead of going to a store to buy them, I'm ordering them offline and I use like cashback programs or cashback on my credit card or like gift card promotions or store promotions, you know, just to try to get the lowest price possible. But I'll order like, you know, 500, 800, a thousand at a whack. I'll get them delivered to my office on in UPS boxes or sometimes in pallets. I bring them all in. I unpack everything. I put these seller stickers on it, which basically is just a little barcode for me. And then I box them up into Home Depot boxes, like regular big moving boxes, send them back to Amazon. When you log on to Amazon, you buy from Amazon. Amazon ships it to you like from their Amazon warehouse. So right. I don't ship direct to the customers. I so- ship it to like an Amazon warehouse and then they ship it to you. Oh, okay, so, so it's not, you're not physically packaging something in an Amazon box and sending it to Mike. Yeah, for like if I order uh, diapers on Amazon, yep, you're physically not. I'm not shipping it, it to you. Shipping it to yeah, me. that's you're, how a lot of I started out that way. But I mean, I'm shipping. Is that how you have to start? You don't have to, but if you have you know 500 bucks to spend, yeah. How, getting those big accounts is like hard to do. Yeah. So like for someone listening at home, a lot of people are laid off. A lot of people are on unemployment right now. Yeah. And plenty so, of time, let's not say, a lot of money. Yeah. Someone has 500 bucks yep. and they want to do the ed route. Yep. 
like what what would they have to do? What would you recommend them doing? Sure. Like, do they have, can they only buy certain things and sell certain things? Is there? Yep, there is some parameters that as your account becomes more experienced, as you sell more products, Amazon will kind of allow you to sell more items. Like one of my biggest sellers is a Clorox product, but it's a hazmat product. So I've had an account for like three or four years. They allow me to sell that. But if I was just starting out, you just Google Amazon Seller Central. Yeah. You sign up for like an Amazon seller account and then it's all for free. And then you can download an Amazon app. When you're in a store, you use that app, you scan a barcode and it'll spit out a number for you. It'll say, okay, this product sells for $15. Amazon will charge you $5 in fees. And then you can plug in while I'm buying it for $5. Okay, so now I go, Amazon sells it for 15. After fees, I get 10. But if I can buy it for 10 or less, I'm making money. Right. And that's all free. Interesting. So that's the best way to start. And when you're scanning things in like a clearance store, you're able to look at it and find out exactly how much profit you're going to make. Is this just an app that you use the yeah, scanner? Yeah, it's just on an app phone? right on my phone. What's it called? Amazon Seller app. Just the Amazon Seller? Yeah, so they yeah. do the legwork for you? <laughs> yep, but, exactly. But that wow. that's a, it's a $40 a month app, right? Is that the is that part of it? Because to be a seller, there's a subscription fee that you pay Amazon every month. You can actually start out as an individual seller. They just charge you like an extra dollar per item you sell. So it's a dollar per item instead of $40 a month. But if you're selling more than 40, 40 items, yeah, then exactly. it's smarter to just invest in that $39.99 because at the end of the day, you're going to be making more money because they're taking less off the top. Yep, exactly. There's okay. two different plans. There's an individual selling plan where yep. they charge you that dollar or you go on the professional plan that's 40 bucks a month. So like you said, if you're selling more than 40 items a month, there you go. But if you're trying to just start off slow and you're like, hey, I got 20 items or 30 items I'm trying to move, yep. it's Absolutely. probably better for you to just do the individual seller. Yep. You got it. God, what am I doing over here? That's what I was saying. Like churning um, beer. Yeah, stupid. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> you, can, you can churn diapers instead. It's, it's, I, it's probably that much, not that much different. So what is your highest margin item? Um, I have a Clorox six pack of like Clorox bleach tablets that you put in your toilet tank. That's number one. Yeah, that's number one right now. And before Corona, um, it was selling- It doesn't even do anything. Yeah, no, it really doesn't. Yeah, I mean, they were selling, Amazon as a whole was selling 500 a month and now they're selling 8,000 a month. So I was aware of this product, but then when I went and researched it further, I realized that, you know, the sales had increased whatever, 16 times over, right. pretty much because of COVID. Um, so I had the funding and the knowledge to be able to take advantage of that. It's oh, genius, because that's like all the hotels are using those things now, I'm pretty yep. sure, right? Like, I mean, it's not just individual customers. It's, I'm pretty sure big businesses are using those to, yep. you know. Yeah, I'll get orders toilet. sometimes for, you know, like 10, 12 of these things, which I always assume are like big businesses yeah. or hospitals or hotels. Jeez, well, you know, hopefully the dogs don't drink the toilet water. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wait, so for the Clorox, tablets. Yep. <laughs> how much does it cost you? How much does Amazon charge you? And how much does Amazon charge? Sure. Um, it's a good example product. Um, yeah. So I buy them for between 10 and $11, depending on whether I get them, f- like which source I get them from. And this is the six pack? Yeah, it's a six okay. pack of the bleach tablets. I sell them for about 25. Um, the fees are about seven or $8. Okay. I forget exactly how much the fees are, but is basically, it, is it a percentage of? Yeah, it's a percentage of the sales price, and gotcha. then also it's a hazmat product, so I have to ship it a little bit differently. But basically, I'll get five or six dollars on a ten dollar buy, so I'm getting fifty percent return on my money. Okay, so if someone was going to do this, about a fifty to sixty percent return is, is great. What, is great. Yeah, that's a great return. Minimum you're really looking for is about twenty percent. Twenty percent. Yep. Because you're still making money. 
Yep. At that point. Yeah. I mean, if you look at it this way, like an amazing stock return would be 10% per year. Yeah. But in one month, I can make 50%. It's times crazy. that by 12, you know, compound interest. Now I can turn my money six times over. I can do a 600% versus putting my money in a stock for 10%. That's, that's too logical. That's a million. Where do you get that better. rush, though? You might lose it all. Like that's <laughs> see, you know, well, like when I'm at the blackjack table, I need that. <laughs> no, I'm I'm sitting here being like, I have you know a little bit of money in stocks right now. I might just pull it all out and throw it all into this business. <laughs> and maybe that's a stupid idea because like I'm just getting started. I have no idea. Like I was yeah. telling I was telling you earlier. Like I bought those fifty doggy poop bag oh, yeah. things like that you put on your leash because I saw them on clearance for sale and I was like, you know what? It's a very small investment for Absolutely. me. And you, like I was saying, worst come to worst, I make a dollar off each of them, but that's still like, dude, yeah, that's, that's 50 bucks that's, I didn't have before. Exactly. Yeah. So like that, that was where my mind was at. Or and if I lose money on it, well, <laughs> stupid, <laughs> dumb move. But I, I got excited when we talked the other day because I was like, how, how do you do this? You just go to a store, look at clearance items or different items and have this app scans in. It's like, oh, you could make X amount of money if you buy X amount of product. Yep. Is that pretty much like to simplify yeah, it? pretty and- much. I mean, uh, like any business, you want to try and start out small. I started out with my tax return. I got like five grand back on my tax return years ago. So I was like, all right, I'm going to take $500 and see if I can make this work. Well, I turned 500 into like 700. And then I'm like, all right, so I'll take 2000, turn that into 2,500 or so. And then I'm like, all right, let's go all big. You know, and I borrowed money from family and friends. I took 10 grand. I turned that into 12 and it just kind of exponentially grew after wow. that. So this is, I mean, this is a business. So now when I buy something on Amazon, I'm really, yes, I'm, I'm funding the big, you know, conglomerate, conglomerate that is Amazon. Yeah, yeah. But I'm also like supporting Ed, right? Yep, so essentially, I mean, you're a small business mm-hmm. in and of yourself. So we That's were talking about this actually before Mike got in the room and I was like, we need to save this for the podcast. But your, your actual company is called Veteran Product Sales. Correct. And everyone is always like, Hey, I want to buy a product from you. Why don't you have a website? Could you just like ex- just say, say what you said to me to Mike because I, it kind of blew my mind. I was like, oh, that's it's funny that you don't have a website. Like you don't have anything where you can buy products directly from you. Yeah, it's all from Amazon. Yeah. Um. So that certainly is a route you can take. However, the amount of money that you would have to spend to get people onto that website is compared to Amazon is just ridiculous. Like here's just a stat for you. So Amazon sales for the United States in 2019 was $280 billion. Okay, great. I mean, that's a huge number, but it doesn't really fit into anything we deal with in our daily lives. Okay, well, how about this? They do 760 million a day. Okay, that's still a crazy amount of number. Amazon sells $9,000 every second. Wow. 9,000, 18,000, 27,000, 36,000. So you only need a very, very tiny piece of that pie Mm. to get rich. So, I mean, I wanted a piece of that pie. You know, this is kind of that mindset, uh, obviously starting a, a business, it always comes back to, do you want control or do you want money? Yep. Because people are like, do you want 100% of a business that makes 500000 a year or do you want 10% of a business that makes $10 million a year? Yep. And it's, you know, it's, it's up to you. Do you want that control or you just want a slice of it? And I don't think there's any wrong answer. Right. But, you know, it, it, and I think it depends on the personality too. I think some people... Like if you started your own website and you're selling something direct, you wanted to be the guy, but it seems like 
you don't you don't really care. You're like, just show me the money. Not really. And I think part of that too is because of the cleaning business I had. Yeah. So when that when I was married, this was a couple of years ago, it grew up. I had like five or six employees. I also had a moving company with five or six employees, you know, three, four or five different cars. And without like that daily management, I went through a divorce and I ended up with full custody of my kids. So it pretty much blew up in my face and just kind of crumbled because I just didn't have the time or energy to like dedicate myself to managing those people's. Right. Whereas now with Amazon, I mean, they do all the managing. Like if somebody mm-hmm. has a problem with the product and they want to return, they don't call me. That's they awesome. don't text me. They don't email me. I don't yeah. even know. They just call up Amazon. Amazon handles the return. I don't even know about it, which is great for me. Oh, that is awesome because so my <laughs> wife likes to shop online. I mean, I do too. I just don't, I buy like, you She know, really likes to shop online. Yeah. Like I buy like a couple shirts and like, you know, a pair of pants throughout the whole year. Right. And you know, they generally fit. And, uh, Most of the time. But she's like, yeah, I bought, you know, 10 shirts and she tries them on. She's like, I'm going to, re- I'm going to return half of them. Yeah, oh yeah. And as a business owner, I think of it in terms of customer service, like, oh, someone's paying for that shipping label. Someone has to restock that. Someone has to inspect it to make sure that it can be restocked. Yep. All these logistics. And so when people are like, how come you guys don't have like a online merchandise store? You just have to like think about all those components. Yep. But like you said, I just just the fact you can do all this and not have to worry about those things. I mean, that's like a dream. That's like the best thing I've ever heard in my life. I don't even know yep. what I'm doing. I'm going to stop this podcast right now. <laughs> See and you, Brendan. No, <laughs> Go buy diapers. Exactly. Well, that's what I was saying. I was like, dude, Mike and I are doing it wrong. We're starting an Amazon resale business tomorrow. You like, no, but like, all right, hmm. what's the downside? There's got to be something where you're like, there is, there has to be a negative aspect to this. If it's this, not simple, but like this easy and this like awesome why isn't everyone doing it because there's got to be something that's like hey like they this can happen and it goes bad right oh, and, yeah. and and it's like there. like you said to me like oh worst worst thing that could happen is you, to you is you lost your 50 bucks but what if that's a five thousand dollar investment i put in or so or whatever it is you know like where's that negative side too because people need to hear that too absolutely um so for a while i was selling um there's a merrimack premium outlet so it's like relatively close to where we all live and i was going there and buying polo ralph lauren products Yep. And the premium outlet changed their logo a little bit. So if you picture like a Nike swoosh on a t-shirt, okay, cool. That's a symbol I recognize. I know the product's legitimate. But Polo Ralph Lauren, they have a little horse. Yep. You know, like a polo horse. So they started putting the word polo underneath the horse. So just like Nike, if they had the swoosh, but then they put the word Nike under it. So the picture didn't match the product I was sending in. And I'm like, it'll totally be fine. No big deal. I sell hundreds of these every month. Well, somebody thought it was a fake product. They reported it to Amazon. They <laughs> shut me down for like two months. I had to hire an Amazon lawyer to get my account back. They had $18,000 of my money frozen that they would not return. So... I had to hire this lawyer to get it back. It took weeks and weeks and weeks. In the end, I did nothing wrong. The product was totally legitimate, but the customer's perception was that it was fake. And they, one customer out of billions of Amazon customers was able to shut me down. One. Yep. Just one one person. Because Amazon, if they get a report of a fake product, they don't ask questions. They just Mm. shut you down. And now the onus is on you to prove otherwise. So that's, I mean, as a customer of Amazon, I feel that's assuring 
It you're is. not going to get yep. something bad. Absolutely. But that's yeah. powerful, man. Like yeah. one customer can yep. screw you. Yep. That's, that's the scary part, though. It is. That's why I still do the cleaning business on the side, because I'm scared of that, <laughs> mm. you know, hammer dropping again. Now, well, I can fix it when it happens, but it's going to take time. And, <laughs> you and just start a kiosk on the side of the street. Right? <laughs> just, these are the diapers. Like, guys. Guys. Bootlegging them. No, and, and not to like, you don't have to answer it, but was the Amazon lawyer appointed to you or did you have to pay this lawyer like normal people pay lawyers like you need like was there like you're like oh even though there's eighteen thousand dollars tied up i lost five because i have to hire this amazon lawyer to get my assets back to me or because you won the suit they didn't you know you didn't have to pay this guy or something you know what i mean like a defense lawyer type type deal in the end it was out of my pocket it, now okay, it wasn't see, a tremendous amount of money it was about fifteen hundred dollars okay for so, him to email amazon back and forth over the course of a month okay yep but it's still it's a, it's a it month scary. that you're out of business yep and you don't know like you it, maybe after that month they're like nah dude screw you those those are fake and we're not letting you be a seller anymore yeah they have ultimate control like you're talking about mike you know i am giving up that control to amazon right and the same thing could happen again right so, so like if some customer so, came in and was like hey this is an evil <laughs> ebenezer beer. beer this dude i bought this from whatever store this there's no way this is ingenuity like yeah. there's no way it'd be like the cops could come down and just put police tape around this entire building <laughs> because that one person said that you sold them a fake ingenuity from the gas station in the lakes region whoa mm. oh and by the way we're drinking ingenuity number eight <laughs> yeah <laughs> cheers guys just packaged today so we're having a good time so the way to avoid that is I just take a small amount of money and I set it aside every month for legal fees just in case dude you are so smart I'm rethinking my whole life yeah. I should be an Amazon affiliate maybe I should be a lawyer I'm not really sure dude I've been sitting here for like a year like just shooting the shit with Ed when he comes in the one day a week being like what's up man life's yeah, good yeah. alright cool, oh, cool like, man. Sweet. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, later. hey it's cool you clean the toilet <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm being oh, yeah. yeah, but yeah, and then yeah. and then for some reason, like the, you know, when you came in earlier this week and you you, you brought this up to me, I was like, Just stop. Like, yeah, I didn't believe you actually at first. At first, I was like, oh yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's cool. And You're like, wait a minute, how much? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was a moment of like realization, and then when you walked outside, I looked at Mike. I was like, Mike, do you do you know what Ed does on the side? He's like, dude, he's a hustler. I was like, no, no, no. no. <laughs> do you really like? Do we comprehend what he's like, doing? Bro, about to get rich. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> he's a hustler. No, he is. Yeah. Like, I remember uh, years ago you were talking about this. And I think at the time you were probably moving about $5,000 yeah. a month worth yeah, of product. Started out small, yeah. And you were like, you know, my profit is about $2,000 a month. Know, that's a good a little month. side thing. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. And I was like, oh, that that's kind of a nice side project. And I remember talking to my wife about it. And she was like this close to getting started on it. Yep. I forgot what the... Um, there's a, a software program yeah. that you recommended. Uh, Tactical Arbitrage. Tactical Arbitrage. So yep. if anyone's going to do this at home, what it, it what compares prices? Is that Yeah, what so what Tactical Arbitrage does, I mean, most of my success is due to this program, which I had nothing to do with. I was just lucky enough to find it. And you sign up for the software and you'll type in like target.com and Tactical Arbitrage, we'll call it TA for short, mm -hmm. will go to Target, it'll scan every single product that Target sells, so like 100,000 products or whatever. Right. It'll compare all the prices from Target to the Amazon prices, it'll plug in the cost for you to ship it to Amazon, the Amazon fees, how much Amazon will charge you to ship it to 
Mike, you know, the pair of pants to you. Right. And I'll plug all these numbers and all these equations and I'll spit back a number and I'll say, okay, cool. You can buy this for eight bucks and after fees, you get 12 back. And I'll say, okay, that's a 50% return on your money, $4 on an $8 product. Also, it'll pull up the sales per month. So it'll say, okay, you can sell amazon.com sells a thousand of these pants a month. There's 10 other sellers. You can sell 100 per month at $4 profit. So you can make $400 a month profit. Buy a hundred, sell them, wash and rinse. Gotcha. So that's the other thing. So once you sell it or you mail it to Amazon, yep. you don't get paid until Amazon sells it. Exactly. Gotcha. So as they sell it, you're receiving a weekly paycheck, monthly. I actually have, was one of the lucky ones. I had an Amazon account from like decades ago. I sold like two DVD sets. So I get daily payouts. Most people get weekly payouts or every other week payouts. But yeah, I would say between the time I buy a product and I get my money back is about six weeks. Gotcha. So I can't just send a pallet of diapers to Amazon. (laughs) Like I'm saving up all my money. Yep. I buy a pallet. I send a pallet. I only get my money back once Amazon sells it. Yeah, they need to sell it and then they'll hold it for like 10 to 14 days just to make sure you're not selling fake products or fake people aren't returning them or exactly or, or like gotcha. you're taking the shampoo out of a bottle and filling it up with water or something mm. crazy. So yeah, they hold your money, which is kind of how I got burned in that suspension because they mm. were holding all this money and then they wouldn't give it back. So you know, what is what is the time frame that it's going to take to really start making money off of something like this? No, you know, it's a, you know in every yeah. business, there's like a, a business cycle. You know, every time Abel Ebenezer buys a new fermenter and we can brew new beer, it's like I have to buy the raw material. So that's a week. Then we brew the beer and that's three weeks. And then we have to sell it all. And that's two weeks. And then it's, you, you know, know, two more weeks to get paid. And so, you know, there's this business cycle before you actually realize the money and you know within that cycle you're reinvesting you're buying more raw materials and so for us to really feel good about an investment like that it takes about four months yep and that's something i've just learned over the years that like for four months you know i don't sleep very well at night and then once we like hit this point <laughs> yep. you're like okay i feel good like i'm in this rhythm and everything is just working it's true he hasn't been sleeping no <laughs> <laughs> so so for something like this and someone starting it as a side hustle or their main business, you know, how how long is that cycle? Um, it's a, just a funny concept. My girlfriend's tried to start doing an Amazon thing on her own. Yeah. And uh, she's buying a couple things here and there. And she's like, well, how do I know if it's going to make money? I'm like, well, listen, babe, basically like starting your own business, you take a bunch of money in your hands and you throw it up in the air and you just hope that like it comes back to you. And, right. she, and I was like, but the wind <laughs> might blow it all away. We don't know. And she's like, I'm fucking out of here. I can't yeah, right. do this. She's like, I'm done. Um, well, there so you go. I, That's why not everyone does it. Yeah, there because it they can't. That risk fear is uh, most people are risk averse, which is a good thing. Um, <laughs> right. As far as spin up, I mean, it all comes down to how much money you have capital wise. Like you could have started Abel Ebenezer brewing beer in your bathtub. Like, I did. Oh, all right. <laughs> Ingenuity number eight. That's right. I actually use your diapers to, to clean it soak up. up the beer. Um, so That's I mean, why it did so well. If you start out with fifty dollars, you know, it might take you a year before you see any sort of real return. If you take five thousand, well, it might only take you a month. Mm. I, I would say, as far as a comfort factor, I start out with the five hundred. After about three months of making money. You know, whether that was $10 profit or $1,000 profit, I felt comfortable. Like, okay, this works. So I'd say about three months. Three months. Yep. Let's say for the average listener right now, doesn't have a job, they're getting the extra, 
well, it, the 600 has gone. I think it's $400 extra a month. Yep. So let's say instead of just spending that on something, they're like, I want to put it into the, or 400 a week. And they're like, I want to put that 400 a week into this. Would you recommend just save that 400 and do like a big shot or just start taking like your 400 and start investing it in uh, diapers or? Yeah, I would absolutely stay, say, start small. Just start small. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. It's a safer Down, move, though. Download the free app. You know, yeah. go out, how scan much, some stuff. How much is the app going to cost? It's free. The, no, 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 the uh, Arbitrage, the uh, TA. Arbitrage, there is a free trial. It's an expensive software. It's about 130 a month. All right. So I, learned I got my $400 that week. You're going to spend 140 on that. And then... Yeah, and honestly, that software takes about three to six months to learn. But really, okay. once you learn it, that software, I mean, I know guys that are doing 10 million a year. Wow. You know, making eight, nine hundred thousand dollars profit in their pockets, and they're using the exact same software I am. It's a very high level software that wow. will do anything you want it to, but it's not cheap. Do you ever like buy a product like that that you're gonna use regardless? Whether or not you're gonna sell it? Like I know I you're not gonna wear that many shirts. You're starting like, I'm gonna wear out. a new shirt every day. Yep. Yeah, I definitely have a couple polar up long shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, how many sizes like, like, mediums? Yeah, I was like, like, all right, Steve Jobs of uh, you know Ralph yep. Lauren. Look at what he's wearing right now. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a Ralph Lauren shirt on, and he brought us some. Thank you. Yeah. I'm a large, actually. It's so. counterfeit, dude. It's counterfeit, definitely. <laughs> No, well, but Mike was telling me, he's like, he's like, dude, Ed's a hustler. And like, even you told me, he's like, during COVID, all this shit's going on. You were working part-time as a dealer. Yeah. At casino a casino. Dealer. Yep. Yeah. Poker dealer. But like, where did this start? Were you like pirating CDs as a teenager and like selling those on the side like me or. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll do, we'll do story in my life. Yeah. I know that. That's what I mean. I'm like, where does this begin? Because not, not the average, not the average person is cut out for this. I'm telling you right now, don't think just cause you have 500 bucks, you're cut out for the Amazon reseller life. Like I promise you, it's not, it's not for the faint of heart because like you said, you could lose that 500 bucks tomorrow and you, or, you know, in the next month and don't, you know, you can't cry about it. You got to keep going. You have this other tick in your brain. I can tell yep. you have something that gets you going out of this. Like me, like in Mike, we're both gamblers. Like we, we, we've talked about this. I, I don't mind it. when I have, dude, when I have money and I'm at a casino, I know I'm going to lose it all. And if I and win, I'm it's okay great. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. if I win, hell yeah, hell this yeah. is the best day of my life. <laughs> this seems like a, you know, not as risky of an investment, but it is risky. Yeah, and I mean, it is kind of like gambling. Anytime you start a new business, so don't risk more than you can afford to lose. Right. You know, again, course. if you spend uh, those 50 bucks on the puppy dog bags and they don't sell, it's like, well, I would have blown that on the roulette wheel. So fuck it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I'm like, not. I'm not bummed. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, you start out with small. That's why you start small. So it's not this devastating you right. know, calamitous thing that you got to beg your wife for forgiveness for. Because <laughs> Kimmy, I'm sorry. I know our counter is fooled with these dog, doggy bags. Right yeah, now. we'll right. get through them over the next 10 years. So tell your wife you're doing Amazon affiliate check. <laughs> check. <laughs> Buy a bunch of shit. No, no, no. Don't check. tell her. Oh, oh okay. Forgiveness is better than permission. <laughs> <laughs> Where do all my clothes in the classic go? <laughs> Honey, I'm Sold starting a business. <laughs> Forgive me. Yeah, the kids don't have diapers either. It's weird. <laughs> you like <laughs> Ralph Lauren, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so I mean, I grew up poor. Uh, my dad was a full-time electrical engineer, and then he was going to night school at the same time. So he wasn't really at home at all, but I always kind of knew he was like working for the family. Mm. So it was good because it kind of instilled this work ethic in me, but at the same time, it also instilled a pretty healthy disrespect for authority. <laughs> um, so like I went into the military, actually had a really, really hard time, which I don't usually tell people about. Like I almost ended up in like the military jail because I was always late and I was getting like non-judicial <laughs> punishments which is basically like you know we're gonna demote you and put you in the brig because you just can't show up on time and obviously subconsciously like i didn't grow up with a dad really because he was out trying to do good for the family but then nobody ever told me what to do so i thought i could just do whatever i want all at a time so as i grow up i you know meet a girl have a couple kids I actually, until I started doing the businesses, I had had 22 different jobs in like 10 years. I was fired from 17 of them because again, I would just do whatever I wanted to do. But (laughs) every time I would get fired, I would go get a job for more money. Like I would go from like being a shift manager at McDonald's and then I was an assistant manager at Friendly's and then I was a store manager of like an Olive Garden. That's like, why no one likes hustlers. Yeah. yeah. Give them a bad <laughs> name, dude. Like, Son of a bitch. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I would basically just massage my resume and I just yeah. interviewed very, very well and kind of so segued you- myself into these more higher and higher income positions that I just really never deserved. And then I would get fired because either I would have A, no idea what I was doing or B, I just would do whatever I wanted. Because I thought that was fine. Um, so Dude, that's great, though. I'm sorry. I love this. I, yeah. So, so event, you become like not scared of failing because you're like, no, I'll figure it out. It'll be fine. Yeah, and you know, my wife at the time is like losing her shit because we have like a six year old, a four year old, and a two year old. And yeah. I'm like, oh, I just got fired from another job, but I have six interviews scheduled for tomorrow. <laughs> like by the time I come home from work, because I've driven around to 15 restaurants looking for a new job. I don't know. Well, it sounds like. If something bad happens, just the attitude of, yeah, oh, I'm going to feel sorry for myself. Like, it, it seems like it doesn't even cross your mind. Like, you don't even have that gene or you don't have that. It's almost exciting one. to me. And oh, I definitely I got, like I definitely got I like diagnosed that. with ADD like as a kid and they wanted to put me on meds and I probably should have been. But so what happens is like <laughs> these dangerous situations actually make me feel more focused and more energized. Hmm. Like when things are going good, I actually feel really bored and kind of complacent and lazy. Yeah, so I'm actually happier when like the world's falling apart. It's actually more fun. So I want the zombies to come basically because that would be awesome. God, you and Mike are probably best friends and you don't even know it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm very much... Well, like COVID uh, happens and the business shuts down. I'm like, well, you know, we did our best. Yeah, like, you know, let's do it. Like, bring like, the pain. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I wonder how we're gonna get through this one. Well, that's like, what's exciting yeah. is like, I don't, you don't know how you're gonna get through it. Exactly. And you're like, yeah. oh, now I'm paying attention because I was just kind of sleepwalking through life, and now it's interesting because I might fail. And then um, started a bunch of businesses. Actually, when I was in like second grade, I started making airplanes and selling them to like the kids at school what? but I went to a uh, you know and I would charge like a dollar like I'll make you this little paper airplane and do all these designs on it and put paper clips so it'll fly better but I went to a super private Christian school so they found out and I got suspended and my parents were like furious so that was my exp- first experience with businesses failing I feel like everyone kind of has those childhood things that kind of shape who you are and I relate to that story about you always being late uh, when I was yeah when I was 15 years old I was so late to school every single day that I used to have to go to Saturday schools to make up all the detention time. I was such a degenerate. You're degenerate. But 
So when I turned 16, because my birthday is in December, for the second semester, I got my first job the day I turned 16, got a job in a movie theater. Nice. And I remember uh, that teacher that always gave me all these uh, tardies comes to the theater with his wife and I give him free tickets. And uh, <laughs> so anyway, so I come in late, of course, and he's like, hey, Mike, <clears throat> we have a understanding. I was like, what? He's like, we have an understanding. I was like... <laughs> Yes, we do. <laughs> so he doesn't buy movie tickets anymore. I don't get any, and I never got any more detentions or late marks. Nice. And that's where I learned about business. I was like, oh, this is just a value proposition. That's all it yeah. is. Yeah. Yep. So, so, scratch my back. And that was my first value proposition of, oh, I don't have to actually listen to the people in charge if you're valuable to them. Yep. Yeah, yeah I like, think it's an interesting thing because when you have kids, like you spend so much time trying to help them realize that they need to follow the rules, but then at the same time, you're like, you don't have to follow the rules. Right. And for like an eight year old boy, that's very confusing. Right. You know, it's like, follow all the rules I set, but fuck the rest of the world. Right. They don't matter. <laughs> and he's like, well, wait a minute. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, which rules do I follow? I'm like, well, follow all mine because, you know, magically I'm gifted with the right. omniscient power to decide what all the rules mean. But then when you grow up, I don't actually want you to follow any rules. So it's hard, like, when you have kids trying to teach them respect for authority without blind respect to authority. Right. I like that. No, yep. that's so true. And then um, I went on to like start this computer business when I was in the military that failed. My cleaning business is like kind of okay, but I mean, I had six employees in company cars, none of which I have anymore. So that was basically a fail. <laughs> Moving business failed. Like Amazon business so far seems good. Wow. So maybe that'll be my one success. But I mean, it's that classic like entrepreneurial journey right. where they just fail yeah. at like 90% of the stuff they do. But when something does work, it works amazing. I actually read a stat that successful people like that they don't actually they're not better at anything they just fail way more times yeah and so their threshold for failure is really what separates them it's not their propensity for success yeah like, you're like just the, not scared to fail anymore yeah like the geniuses or whatever and they're like nailed it the first time they're like that that is such an outlier don't well, rely on that like all like the best inventors like Edison whatever it's like they failed literally hundreds of times yep. but they just don't get you know it's not about the one time he invented the light bulb it was about the thousand times he didn't yeah and all the yeah, things seriously. he tried to invent yeah. that never worked that you just never heard about I mean just as an example so last month I made $11,000 profit off of Amazon wow but I mean there's years of like work that was put in that like you would never really know and it's like oh well well he went from 5000 a month to like 80000 a month like that's amazing right. and it looks like this overnight success but yeah like you said it's these like years of failures and decades of learning how to sell things right yeah and i'm sure it's it's like second nature now that you can look at something probably on the uh, the TA software and be like Mm, that one's probably not going to move. That one definitely will. Yeah, I think it's probably similar, like looking at the stock market, if you're looking at like individual businesses. I mean, I use about $400 a month in software. So I've got about five different programs that I will look at each individual product to determine whether it's a good product or not. You know, if it fails any one of those tests, well, then I don't buy it. Interesting. So, yeah. No, it's like day trading. Day trading sucks. I, I'm, I'm trying it. I've been trying it. It's fun. It's like, dude, there's some days I'm like, damn, I made a, a lot of money today. Yeah. And there's days where I'm like, I look at Kimmy, I'm like, we're, we're going to be homeless tomorrow. <laughs> like, no, because you don't like stocks are so crazy. Whereas this, I feel like there is a little more um, with the 
the products there's not comfortability or like reliability but like you said it's not as maybe it's not as risky yeah, I agree. I could, we're kind of talking about the casino and like, right. um, so Texas Hold'em, which everybody plays, you know, poker in, they say it's just the perfect blend of luck and skill. Yeah. And I mean, to my mind, that's kind of how Amazon is. It's not this super wild, wild west of day trading, but then it's also not just putting your money in the stock market and hoping for like a 5% return and being happy with it. It's like a perfect blend of those two opportunities. So, I mean, your intelligence, just like in poker, like your ability to play poker makes you more money. Well, my ability to learn and analyze products in Amazon makes me more money. And luck is a factor, but... If I make more decisions than bad decisions, I win. So, like, a lot, like, Mike and I have talked about this, but, like, I consider luck where preparation meets Meets opportunity. opportunity. Yeah, I had that quote written in my phone before I came here. And that's what I'm saying. So, like, preparation meets opportunity equals luck. And maybe some people will look at you and be like, dude, you're so lucky. You're like, oh, you got in this at the right time. Or you're doing, like, you you found the, like, luckily you found the right. No, you've been preparing. You've been studying this, too. And there is, you know, there is, the opportunity was you bought this product and you, you looked at, you know, the past and it sold for you. Yeah, that's super lucky of you. But, I mean, it's not just this luck-based thing. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot more than going into it than being like, all right, all in. <laughs> yeah, and just hoping you hit that red 21 or whatever. Right, yeah. right. It's But you, tr- like, it, I'm it's, taking notes over here. No it, red 21. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm being serious. Like, it's it's one of these things that we're like, people are going to listen to this and be like, no way. Like, mind blown. Dude, I I actually I'm putting in my two weeks right now. No, <laughs> I get it. I, I get it. You need no, a financial but, backer. But that's yeah, that's my point. I'm like, you had some family back you when you got a little bigger. I did. Yep. Like after you do it for a little bit, it like it it is worth it to make the jump once you kind of figure out the game. Absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, I'm trying to think of a good example. Um, I was doing about ten thousand a month, and it, I had done it for about a year. So I was making about like like Mike had said earlier, about two thousand dollars a month profit, and have been doing it consistently for about a year, just trying to grow the business. And at that point, I felt confident enough to go to a family member and be like, "Hey, you know, if you loan me five thousand dollars, I will pay you five hundred dollars a month in interest, and I'll you know, so I'll pay you back." let's say over three months, I'll give you your five grand back plus an extra $1,500 mm. because I know I'm going to make a thousand a month. Well, I'll give them 500 a month. So we go 50, 50, right. You know, and that's I'm, a good investment too. Like yeah, if you're an investor, I mean, right. 50% investment is pretty damn good. Yeah. That's amazing. Right. So, you know, if you can feel confident enough to borrow money off your parents, then, yeah. you know, or your girlfriend or wife or whatever, then you know enough and feel confident enough, hopefully, you know, that you know you're going to make that money back. And I did at that point. Right. Yeah. And you said, and how long did that take you again? About a year into doing it? Until I feel felt confident enough to borrow money from family and friends. Yep. About a year. Okay. I mean, and Mike, how long, well, how long did it take you brewing beer in your bathtub? <laughs> no, no. But to go to a bank or go to an investor to be like, Hey, I think we have a good product and I, I want to borrow money or like, you know, could you invest in my business? Well, we did it up front just because of manufacturing. Right. It's, uh, you know, you, you need so much capital to buy the equipment of course. That you need to do and then you need the lease. And then with being in alcohol, you actually, when you apply for a federal brewer's license, yep. you actually have to have a commercial space. Oh, really? And so it's, it's one of these chicken and the egg things. It's like, well, if I don't have my license, you know, who's going to give me the money to get the commercial space, which I need for my license? You know, it takes that mindset of if my money just blows away in the wind. 
Oh, it's yeah, yeah, it's okay. Like one of the it, best, it, it, you got to jump off the cliff. <laughs> like one of the I mean, that's what it is. Best stories. Um, Carl was actually <laughs> telling me how you guys had looked at like um, an advisor through the SBA. Yeah, and was they were talking to him, and he was saying, "Well, if you guys set yourselves up at, as employees, if it doesn't work out, you can pay yourself unemployment." Right. And Carl's like basically pissed at this point. He's like, "Dude, that's what you want me to go into it as? Thinking I'm going to fail?" Right. Which I mean, pretty much founded like burn the ships. Right. You yeah. know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that was. You know, when we first started, that was the first question. They're like, so what's your full-time job? I'm like, uh, I didn't know I needed one. <laughs> yeah, right. I think this is the whole idea. Yep. So Absolutely. And I definitely started one foot in, one foot out. Yeah. You know, which is fine. I mean, I would never recommend anybody quit their full-time job. Dude, you're still one foot in, one foot out. Uh, veterans, yeah. tidy, yeah. bathroom cleaners. Yeah, we, <laughs> we definitely did a, uh, a red on 21, you know, with that one. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes it works out. Right, you know, yep. So, Well, I yeah. just, I, lo- I loved what you said to me, though, because, like, I, it was, like, the most humble comment uh, off someone who's making good money doing something else where you're like, nah, I just, you know, I clean toilets. Just in case. I was like, you're cleaning the employee yep. bathroom toilet just in case. Like that. Yeah. yeah. And like, and you're, you're, you said your schedule's pretty cushy with this, you know, with your cleaning business. Cause yep. it's not like you're doing this 50 hours a week or something ridiculous either. But th- that just blew my mind where I'm like, this dude is such a hustler where he's like, oh, I make 30 grand a month on Amazon or whatever, you know, yeah. that, that, yeah. that astronomical number. But I'm still gonna come into Abel and clean their toilet because yeah, one day I'm gonna be on the and, yeah, yeah. Well, just mean, dust some shelves. <laughs> I mean that's such an awesome mindset, you know. It's it like, is. I'm getting money for something. Who cares what it's for? But no, it's like you do. You would like once you've done a good job, like cleaning something, you get mm. a satisfaction. Like, is that how you? F- is that the instant gratification you feel after like you check your phone and like, oh, another thousand units sold? Do you get like that high? It is a high. I feel like no. No, you're sick. <laughs> All about you're the money. <laughs> I just so do it for sick. the money. <laughs> you're so sick. <laughs> There's no gratification. It's I actually don't you feel have, anything, guys. What is yeah. it? You have 12 kids at this point? Yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> like that's it's a safer thing for me to do that is a backup. You know, it's and again, I only make like two grand a month, twenty four hundred a month. Yeah. So I'm doing it, but I only work ten hours a week, and oh. I can pretty much work any day I want, any time I want. You know, within reason. I'm like, hey guys, I got to come at two p.m. <laughs> to clean the brewery instead of ten a.m. You're like, yeah. cool man whatever. whatever yeah yeah exactly no it's just all about the money i love that you and know the, the flexibility that it buys me the value to me is you know my kid needs to get picked up for her dentist appointment and i can go get her bring her to the dentist and still have time to make it to the brewery oh, that's awesome you know yeah. so i mean for me the value is like the flexibility and freedom to take care of my 900 kids at the same time <laughs> as providing an income it's getting so, bigger uh, it's getting bigger with covid <laughs> yeah Man, I don't know. The, yeah, the, the, I feel like this is a good jumping off point. Like this is this has been great. Do you have any, you know, any anything else? No, you know? I mean this has been great. I mean, I think especially with the environment right now, a lot of people are kind of lost. A lot of people in the service industry aren't really sure if they can go back when they can go back and readjusting because I think doing something like the Amazon affiliate kind of fits that mold where you get the flexible schedule, just kind of that lifestyle because I think that's the appeal of that. 
and you know those type of people are not above like just putting in you know the grind and the hard work absolutely like anybody in the service industry like whether it's retail or restaurant like you know how to work right you know you're not sitting in an office just answering phones or typing in to quickbooks and what i liked about it too with amazon you know if you are currently on unemployment or in the service industry you can take that 500 bucks and spend it and get your money back the next month and now it turns into 700 but you can take that 700 and reinvest it and turn it into a thousand. So you're able basically to create a business that makes no money, even though you're generating wealth. Mm. And uh, a lot of um, real estate investors do the same thing. They'll buy a duplex and they'll have some renters come in and then a year later they'll sell it and buy a three family and then a four family and then like an eight unit apartment building. But at the same time, they're not showing any income because you're allowed to roll that money tax free into a new and bigger building. And essentially that's what I did with Amazon during COVID was I got all this money and I was able just to keep reinvesting it and showing no profit on my business so I could keep getting that unemployment, which was great and all legal and above board and it worked out great. Dude, that is crazy to everyone just like Ed Holgate, if you're a hustler, you should talk to this guy. Not saying he's going to talk back to you, but you should listen to the podcast and hear it again about how this man went from $500 a month into an $80,000 a month business. Yeah, seriously, on that note, I'm Brendan. And I'm Mike. And I'm Edward. And this is the Stimulus Podcast. Stimulus Podcast.